Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined not by Lugo and DAD, your Jam That Champion, but the last Jam That Champion, my former boss, but now I'm back as his boss. <laughs> it's Chopper Pete Cornell. Happy birthday. That's definitely not my birthday. It is my dad's birthday today, though. So, you know, oh. it's, my, it's my DAD's birthday today. Uh, yeah, which is cool because I'm getting to see him later today. So that's nice. Though his birthday present still hasn't arrived yet. I ordered it like two days ago on Amazon because I was like, oh God, I forgot about his birthday present. Um, And I got it on Prime. So I'm like, it should be, it says it it should be here today, but I'm on, I'm on the clock because they're picking me up this evening. So we'll see how that goes. That is the problem with Prime. It's too convenient. Why you get lax. I, I, you know, Etsy where my sister's ber- uh, birthday present, my sister's Christmas present was coming from. I ordered that on tw- the 29th of November. Mm. I had all my Christmas shopping arrived here in the first week of December. I was on it this year mm-hmm. uh, because I, you know, supply chain issues. I thought, let's get ahead. And me and my lady partner were wrapping up the Christmas presents last night. And she looks at me and goes, didn't you have another present for your sister? I was like, yeah, what was it? And I completely forgot what it was. Hunted through the emails, found it. It was never dispatched. Oh, terrible, terrible! So, you know, you've got a you've got a female relative. What are you going to do? You go into Lush. Lush is sold <laughs> out of bath bombs. Well, what? Yeah, I can imagine that. <laughs> There's not a like single you said... bath bomb gift set on Lush. <laughs> can you not get any other kind of bath bomb? Uh, well, that's actually what I ended up doing. Yeah, uh, makes sense. Some, not, not as good a name brand. Mm-hmm. I, I've never heard of them. But they are in the shape of a pineapple, oh. a, uh, uh, a watermelon slice, mm-hmm. and what was the other one? It, it all seemed a bit summery, which I think is why they were in stock. <laughs> <laughs> 
It makes sense. It's a perfect Christmas present. Mm. Nothing wrong. What did with you that get your What did you get your dad for his birthday, Christmas? Do you, Do you um, have to get him two presents? Yeah, it's, it's only fair that way. You know, everyone gets a birthday present and a Christmas present just because his birthday happens to be two days before Christmas. Doesn't mean he only gets one, which a lot of people do end up doing. But I'm like, mm. no, that's it's not fair. Um, so I got him, I got him a proper present, and I think I spent the most money on my dad's Christmas present. So I figured I can get him a joke one for the birthday. That one's fine. Um, so the running joke is that my dad is very old because he does lawn bowls. And that's a very old person thing to do. Um, it's an old and... person or a French thing. I'm surprised it, Terry yes. hasn't like rocked up early in the car park <laughs> with a little lawn bowls set. Exactly. What do they yeah. Patan or something. I have no idea. Um, you keep talking and I'll get to the I bottom will. of that. Um, I mentioned this on the NXT podcast yesterday, but um, yeah, I the joke is is that he's old, and also he is kind of old now um, because he is today. He is 66. So he's he's old, you know, he's older than Sting. That's crazy. Um, wow. So, yeah, I know. And he's not doing half the stuff that Sting does. It's mental. Um, but uh, I got him a thing that you can put your walking stick into uh, that kind of increases the surface area. So when you're on your lawn doing your lawn bowls, it doesn't uh, leave any like indents on the thing. Um, but he doesn't have a walking stick. That's the joke. Because uh, uh. he's old, you see. That's, is that the Christmas present? The walking that's stick. The, that's the that's the birthday present, and then the Christmas present is actually one of those uh, like bottle opener things, like freestanding bottle openers with like a catch oh, thing yeah. at the bottom. Yeah, I got one of those because it would be. Oh, I nice. think it'd be it fit quite well. They've got like a little outside bit in their garden where they sit, sit outside in the summer and drink and stuff because they've got nothing else to do. They're both retired, so <laughs> <laughs> they just sit around drinking most of the time. It's uh, it's Patank. If anyone was. Uh, still thinking. Patank. That is was. that how it's pronounced in French as well? <sighs> I don't know. Patank. Want to go on the patank? Uh, <laughs> so you, your dad doesn't mind being called old all the time? I mean, probably, probably really gets does, to him. But, you know, it, 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 he takes it in stride. It's fine. It's like, I get called bald all the time. That's fine. Whatever. Doesn't bother me at all. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's like one of those things that you're like, okay, I'm just going to have to lean into... Maybe mm -hmm. I'll get a chance to make the joke about myself first before anyone else does. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we've been for a rough we've been ride. saying he's yeah, we've been saying he's been old for a bit because generally speaking, you know, he was relatively old for you know, especially <laughs> in, in those days when he started having kids, and then I was way after all my brothers. Um, mm. So he was very old when when I was born. Um, so. I've always been calling him old anyway because he's been an old man for basically my my whole life. But also, like you know, when it was like, oh, you're, you're fifty now, you know, half a century. Oh, you get sixty five, need your bus pass, all that stuff. Uh, and then you know, starting to get grey hairs and like the the size thing now, and I'm uh, old starting man starting to get. Yeah, he's aging incredibly well, uh, which is why I think we can get away with the jokes is that he doesn't look very, you know, mm, he doesn't yeah, look that's very good. like old. Um. And I've, like got, still... I've had grey hair since I was 16. I think you're just stressed out, mate. I think that's what it is. You reckon? Yeah. Well, I tell you what it is, and I think I've made this joke before. It probably was the battle with Magneto that I had mm -hmm. yeah. in 2000. Yeah. It checks out. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, he's 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 got some. It's still mostly like black, but he's still got streaks of going on. I think if he grew his beard out, it would probably be full grey at this point. But... 
he doesn't. He's always just got stubble the whole time. <laughs> wait, um, wait, wait, wait. So he's got a full head of jet black hair? No, no. He has the bald on top and like the stuff around the side. You know, the proper right. old man haircut. Yeah, he's had the, that uh, forever. Who's the crazy Trevor, isn't it? From Grand Theft Auto 5 or yes. something? Yes. yes. That one. That Where's sort of haircut. Yeah, he doesn't wear a vest though. Um, when he's playing he... lawn bowls, effing <laughs> and blinding, <laughs> cooking meth, it's Pete's yeah, back. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He um he did used to have though, shoulder length, thick curly black hair, and then he started to lose his hair when he was twenty one, and he was like, ah, balls. So then he just had to shave it all off. Balls sucks. Balls. Balls. That's where it came ah. from. Balls, yeah. Oh, that's balls. where that's oh, that's where his love of lawn balls, balls. came from. <laughs> Sounds like Brian May before that happened. Yeah, Long, pretty much. Flowing curly black locks. Genuinely, quite similar in mm. terms of that that hairstyle. I've seen pictures of it. I'm like, that's not you. Have Don't you asked it. for anything like specific for you from Father Christmas this year? No, I generally don't. Um, because really, what Does I want is know money. What to get you. Generally, it's money. Oh, that's fine. Hey, no, that's depressing. But that's what I need and want is money. I like to you buy want... my own stuff. You want money to buy the things. So why didn't you I just mean, get the things? I mean, I, I want money to buy the very specific things that I know I need. Because, you know, if I said to someone, can you get me a D&D book? Mm, can't do that. That's way too vague. There's so many D&D books. They'll probably get me the wrong one or one I've already got. Or if it's like, can you get me some D&D dice? It's like, I need some that look a certain way or I need to like find a specific thing. So I can like maybe send them a link of a very specific yes. thing. But then that kind of defeats the point because I know what's coming. I mm. If I'm going to get a present, it needs to be a surprise for me. And it defeats the point in a present. Really? Personally. Yeah. Yeah. I'd much rather someone gave me the money so then I could buy it if I knew what I was going to get rather than or like a, a voucher to say you could spend it on this site to buy the thing you want. I would much rather buy that myself, and I'd rather someone just get me something that they think I might like as a surprise. But you get to open the thing on the day. And yeah, you go, and I... Yay, I've got the thing. Thanks, Father Christmas. You did nothing, sure. Mum and Dad, but thanks, Father Christmas. Sure. I don't know. I just... I always find the inherent joy of gift-giving is the look of like, oh, it's this thing. I didn't know this was coming. Wow, what a great surprise, you know, for the actual gifts. They don't, I don't know. But the surprises. I, that, I feel like they do. That's just, I don't know. That's just ingrained in me. I just, I don't know. I, Weird. Well, I can, let's, uh, let's, we'll unpack more of your, or well, both okay. of our Christmas habits after the main show, because we better get into it. Uh, we should. Here's AW Dynamite. W era confirmed, apart from Roderick Strong. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell. No Luke, of course. He's done for the year. And this is my last podcast of the year, too. So send me loads of money at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. It'll go on my New Year's Eve party in my flat alone, where I'm not going out. I'm Molly Dick. No, I've, I've done the intros. You've done this the This is intros. the AW Dynamite Review, the holiday bash edition of Dynamite. 
Uh, and the the biggest news, apart from the main event being ridiculously fun, was the debut of Kyle O'Reilly about 10 days after he finished up in uh, NXT. He showed up here at the end of the Adam Cole match to help Adam Cole win and stood alongside Bobby Fish and Cole. It's an Undisputed Era reunion. Mm, I loved all of this. Um, I know you you had your uh, gripes with it in the editor brew, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but I wanted to say, firstly, that I think that the the minor gripe that I have with it, which could be conceived as a, as a major gripe, I guess, is that if they didn't tease the debut last week, if Adam Cole didn't promise, like, oh, I've got this cool surprise for next week, if they hadn't have done that, I think this angle would have worked so much better because now it quite doesn't make sense. But I think if Kyle O'Reilly did what he did here and just came out of nowhere, helped Cole win, and then Cole was kind of standing off with him because Cole looked a little bit aggressive to him at one point to be like, the hell are you doing, man? What what you doing here? Obviously a nod to them, actually. The last thing they did together in NXT was have a feud. So that makes sense. Uh, and then the Young Bucks came out and were like, Cole, what you doing, buddy? And he's like, I don't... Uh... Uh, I don't, uh, I don't know. I like Undisputed Era, but I also like the super click. I don't know what to do. And I was like, I love that element of the storytelling. I don't know what to do. Yeah, of Cole being torn between his two groups. He's like, I just want everyone to be friends. Oh no, what have I done? Um, that I think was really good. And like Red Dragon being back together, hitting them, see like the the total elimination, hitting that. I was like, oh, I love Undisputed mm-hmm. Era so mm-hmm. much. Like that that got my heartstrings going. I love seeing Kyler Riley here. This was awesome. It's just if they didn't tease it last week, this would have been way more effective, I think. But I still loved it. I loved it with all my soul. And I love that they're gonna have so much more of this intricate who's on whose side storytelling, because that to me is really interesting. You ever look at AEW and you think storytelling's too good. Mm. All these stories are too long. The character development is too real and psychologically complex. <laughs> Can't I just no. have some sports entertainment in my wrestling shows? No, <laughs> I never make think too that. much sense, Pete. <laughs> There's something about me doing shows with you, honestly, where I mm. want to annoy you. I don't know what it is. <laughs> like, like as I'm saying this out loud now, um, when we were doing the live reactions earlier in the year. And I was just like, just take it out. No, no, no. Just it doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to make sense. As soon as I stopped doing it, as soon as the next show, well, weren't doing it just me and you, I was I was getting annoyed about stuff again. <laughs> it's like having you here pushes me too much the other way. Anyway, just to recap what happened, Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy started this episode. They had, for my money, like a pay-per-view caliber match. I thought this was extraordinary. And both guys, I know there's been criticisms of Cole's first real feud in AEW is Orange Cassidy. The people who don't like AEW have used this as an example to say why AEW's booking is no good. You know, like, oh, what? And and because if you look at it, what he did in NXT was of a higher prominence, I guess. Uh, this could be dismissed if you weren't into it as a comedy nothing feud. I happen to like it. I think it does mean something. And I think this match here showed actually Orange Cassidy and Adam Cole have kind of this perfect duality. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I think they are the good and evil versions of each other. Yeah. They, 
is literally because they both have the comedy goofness, but on two different ends of the spectrum. It's like the fun babyface comedy goof, and Adam Cole is a really good goofy comedy heel at the same time. But also, they're both really good technical wrestlers at the same time. And I think mm. they they told that kind of story throughout this match really, really well. And even like them kicking out of each other's uh, signatures and like Cole going for the cocky pin, like mocking the hands in the pockets and stuff like that was really, really good stuff. Uh, I I just thought there the, the match just picked up to such a fun degree by the end of it that when you got to the climax, you already had the Bucks of the best friends come out earlier and brawl to the back. So they were... They weren't in the equation anymore. Then Bobby Fish came out. Then you had Kyler Riley. All of it just built into this really uh, interesting and really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Definitive climax of the Kyler Riley debut. And you're like, ah, oh, yes, this huge thing is happening. I think that the match built to it perfectly. It was great. Yeah, I think there's something about Cassidy that uniquely gets under Cole's skin. Like, it just... It just annoys Cole so much, and I, I love that dynamic. But you're totally right. Carlo Riley appears. He Bobby Fish distracts the referee after the Young Bucks have already properly failed to, you know, help uh, Adam win. And then we get this the moment afterwards where Cole and O'Reilly square off at one another. I, yeah, so just po- all, all positive. You know, this is really nitpicking my criticisms of it. I love that Carlo Riley's in the promotion. I love the Undisputed Era are there and they've got a thing with the Bucks immediately. I don't expect them that to implode right away. I think we're probably going to get some 10-man tags uh, against the best friends and assorted others. Hopefully Sue finally gets in that team. Then we can make her in-ring debut. Send Sue. Yeah? Where, where are my Sues at? My sewers. Step aside. Sewers? I don't know. Sewers? Is there a better name for that? Sue fan? Uh, the The super click the Um, super friends where's my super friends at there we go (laughs) so yeah I'm really excited for that Um, but just I think it's two things that just sort of you know because it's a debut it's the undisputed era debut in AEW that's something that's been fantasy booked forever and it will only happen once and this was the way they did it. And I don't think it was the best way of doing it. Uh, it was it was fine. It was good. But, you know, that thing has now passed. So that has left me a little bit cold, unfortunately. But I'm excited for the future. I, it's, I think it's two things. It's the placement of the match on the show. I think this would have been a far better angle if it was the main event. I know AEW kind of have a main event as the opener sometimes, but I, I, I'm i a traditionalist, I guess, for my taste. I'll put it at the end. And the other thing is, it just was a bit... It, you can have people be uncertain and vague. I think that's what they were trying to get across. Where do Cole's allegiances lie? Is it to his undisputed era former buddies who are back or the Bucks? And... Fish and O'Reilly never turned round to look at the Bucks. It was cold. So it was, a, it was a very good piece of staging. But just the way it played out in the ring, that initial stare off with Kyle, there was no proper, like, respect, fist bump, too sweet thing. I just found it a bit, conf- not confusing, but off. I totally get that. And when 
when uh, Tempest and I were talking about this, when Kyle O'Reilly left NXT, we were talking about it on the NXT podcast to be like, how do you introduce Kyle into the story? Because the thing with AEW is that they reference everyone's continuity. Like everything that a wrestler has done in the past is canon in AEW law. So everything that everyone's done in NXT is legit. So the last thing that Cole and O'Reilly have done is feud. So you can't just bring in Kyle to be like, hey, we're best mates because that's not canon. That's not what's happened. So I, I like the fact that they're referencing their feud in NXT, but it feels awkward because of the tease from last week. If mm. I think if it was more uncertain, if you didn't have maybe the full undisputed era debut, you had Kyle come in here and help Cole win, but then Cole is like, wait, what are you doing? And Kyle just like leaves or something like that. I feel like that might have been a more intriguing angle to take. So it's not a proper undisputed era debut to kick this. He, wa he walks off with Bobby Fish and then you're like, sure, yeah. oh, it's a Red Dragon reunion. Mm -hmm. not an undisputed era reunion and then cole's like oh but he helped me oh but i've got the bucks uh what's going on and then yeah i think that would work a lot better <sighs> yeah i just yeah i just don't know what the idea was because it does seem like adam cole had arranged carlo riley's debut based on the segment mm -hmm. and tease last week yeah so yeah i'm not I, i'm very glad it's happened i'm excited i'm very excited for what's going to go down but mm. this is an angle was you know 60 percent of its potential for me that's totally fair when you think of undisputed era debuting in aew it's probably not what a lot of people would have done i like the subtle and the psychological storytelling of being like where does cole allegiances lie but i guess i honestly i can't believe i'm gonna say this i'm gonna let it play out <laughs> to, see, <laughs> to, to see where it goes because I have that the faith that AEW will mm. do something good with it. Oh, yeah. And also, on a very personal note, Undisputed Era means so much to me. Like, oh my god. They were like the thing that I gravitated towards, like for, for a very, very quick story. All of the, the tattoos that I currently have are pieces of like media or things that meant a lot to me at one point in my life. So I've got a thing about Harry Potter, which was a huge thing in my childhood. I've got a thing about Pokemon, which was huge. D&D, Avatar The Last Airbender, all things that like resonated with me and are huge things. And at one point in my life, I wanted to get a wrestling tattoo because wrestling is another huge part of my life. That tattoo that I would have got would have been the Undisputed Era logo at that time when I wanted to get it because they were the thing that I resonated with Undisputed Era and Cole in NXT were the thing for me. And seeing them back together here, I was like, my babies, they're back. That made me very happy. I know what you mean. I went ballistic when CM Punk turned up for WWE backstage. <laughs> you did. <laughs> <laughs> so happy. Like, I was like, yeah, yeah, but it doesn't make any sense. And it's not an in-ring thing. And it's not like, you know, it's not what I would have done. Mm. Um, but still over the moon. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Should we see what uh, other people have to say on this? Let's do With it. With the yeah. Omega Chats, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Get them in. Everyone over $5 will read out on air. Hannah Allen says, with her Australian dollars, <laughs> Adam Cole in the Undisputed Era was the sole reason I held on to WWE. Well, them and WrestleTalk. I love my WrestleTalk fam. Me and WWE, on the other hand, shrug. I honestly have no idea. Haven't watched in a quarter month. A quarter month. So a week. A week. <laughs> like, oh, oh, then she puts lol. <laughs> yeah. Stay strong. Lots of love. L-I-W-444 life. Bay Bay. Uh, Jacob Smith. Hi, guys. First time Omega chat. Started watching Wrestle Talk in January when I got my new work from home copywriter role. Thanks for a year of laughs and great content and getting me to watch AEW at last. So trio, trios titles when for Redacted Era versus the Elite Feud. Much love to you. <clears throat> we have said before that they should introduce trios titles even more reason to have trios titles because it keeps again it keeps adam cole mm. out of the aw world title picture for now but it gives him something really meaningful to do having undisputed era as trios champions yeah come on guys <laughs> you gotta if there was ever a time to do it of course they announced this on the jericho cruise in january 20 20 i one believe no i can't remember last it was the pan it was before the pandemic yeah so january 2020 oh yeah of course yes yeah uh and yeah two years nothing happened so Mm. yeah they've definitely got plans to do it and you just look at the roster it's stacked anyway and it's stacked with factions and Mm. a couple of great three-man teams stacked Uh, yeah i tried Hey, hey hey 
have another single elimination tournament. Haven't had one of those for a day. Matthew Robinson. Wow, five out of five show. Great main event. Wow, the old school sting face paint also with Undisputed Era back. Wow, what a night. Loved MJF running away. Merry Christmas to you all from Naples, Italy. Hope to celebrate with you guys one day. I love Napoli. I went to Massa Lubrenzi uh, a couple of years ago. One of my favorite places in the world. The Adnap 2. Let's take a moment to remember that Undisputed Era was still together in NXT NXT 10 months ago. What? What, really? Yeah. I mean, it was only a... It wasn't Stand and Deliver, was it? It was the other one. One before Stand and Deliver is when they actually broke up, when Adam Cole super kicked Kyle O'Reilly. It's always oh, a long year. Know. What yeah. a year it's been. Merry Christmas, guys. Uh, Siam Rag Punk says, glad they got straight into the meat of the Undisputed Era versus Young Bucks Elite story. Me I wouldn't too. say the meat, but they definitely got into the appetizers. Yes. Uh, Hawk the Outcast 823 loved Kyle's debut. Big vibes of Cole's NXT debut. Oh, yeah, of course. That's a nice marriage. Just showed mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I would have changed was Bobby being the one having a big surprise, making Adam a little more conflicted when he showed up. Very good idea as well. That's a much better idea. Yes. All on board for that, too. Yeah. Uh, William Rosmer. So if Cole goes with Undisputed Era, do they slow burn it until Kenny comes back, or does Hangman join the Bucks for the trios matches? In other news, the men of the year Dan Lambert face turn is going well. I'll put him against Cody. Anyone can be a face. <laughs> that was a good segment, that wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you uh, What do you think about how to play out the Bucks side of if you know if the Undisputed Era have Cole? Who do the Bucks have to form their trio? I think you don't have anyone for a bit, and you tease the the tension and like who side is Cole on for a while. You could do it for a couple months at least. Um, and after Cole joins Undisputed Era and leaves the Bucks, not long afterwards, maybe not immediately, but not long afterwards is when Kenny comes back, and you have Kenny to reunite with the Bucks to go against Cole in the Undisputed Era. That would be great. Uh, I I think Kenny's out for longer than that. Might be. Yeah. Just going by injuries. I think I think Paige is a good idea. I'm not a fan of tying up so many titles in one feud, but if that could be the best way to get Adam Cole versus Hangman Page, which I think should should be a really big program next year. Mm. Yes, I agree. Um. Well, keep getting in your Omega chats. We'll read out the rest of them at the end of the show. Uh, Pete, do we have? We've got someone to say thank you to. We it's do. Bubba two three two, our wonderful moderator. It's his last day today. Thank you, Paul, for Cheers, everything. Paul. Been a great moderator. Last stream today. Thank you, Paul. Can we get some love for Paul in the chat? Thanks, Paul. You're Cheap great. Pops. Cheap, Cheap pops, pops for Paul. all the mods. Cheap mods. Cheap mods. Cheap pops for all the mods. <laughs> I was trying to combine cheap pops for mods. <laughs> cheap pops for cheap mods. <laughs> Just sounds like I'm nagging them. Yep. Uh, but yes, thank bit. you so much, Paul. Thank you. Appreciate all the work. Best of luck. So this episode of AEW Dynamite, that was our opening. So opened on the Kyle, mm. the, the match, and then the Kyle debut. 
And then we went into the Paige Danielson stuff. Of course, last week, hour-long draw, and then no real follow-up. It wasn't like later on they announced anything else. So the first Dynamite of 2022, which will be on TBS next year, not TNT, so a big, big deal. No wonder they're going to do this match then. Is Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson in a rematch. Mm, I was stunned when I saw this. I was like, they're going to hold off in this rematch for ages. Like, they might have Hangman go against someone else first before they come back to Danielson again. But now they're just doing it straight up. Uh, I see why. I feel like it might be too soon. I guess I have to see what happens in the match. But I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it right now. We're going to let it play out, I think. That's the mm. that's the idea. Well, yeah, like, maybe we should let it play t- out. This turned into a longer segment where Paige came down for an interview with Tony Schiavone. I think they should stop having Schiavone interview people in the ring. People should just come down to cut a promo. Yes, and I think it, it's slightly better than my guest at this time, this person, and then they talk, because he actually leads with like something about the person and, and gives them mm-hmm. a little like something to lead in with. But also, it is not an interview. It's him saying, hey, man, you nearly won that match, didn't you? And Paige went, mm-hmm, and then did a promo. Uh, so he should have probably just come to do, done a promo, I think. Or just, just introduce introduces them. It's just yeah. a little tiny bugbear of mine. Um, so Paige comes out, and interestingly, he says he has never felt less of a champion than he did at the end of last week's match in the three years that he's been there. And for Paige as a character, those have been an incredibly rough three years. So that's saying something. And um, yeah, I I guess for the rest of the segment, and then we can get into our thoughts, Danielson comes out, gets a huge reaction, much bigger than Paige's, uh, calls Hangman an entitled millennial cowboy, which is genius. Mm How has nobody said that line yet? Apologies if they have. Uh, he said this time he's not going to wrestle until January 5th because Paige didn't wrestle for a month before their match last last week. Uh, and this time he wants judges. So mm. not a no time limit, but he wants judges there because he reckons he took the majority of the match. If it went to a judge's decision, he would win. Paige said they don't need the judges. He'll beat them in 60 minutes. And there's his segment. I... I like this a lot. I I liked Danielson saying that, uh, you know, I tweaked my knee in my match against John Silver, so wasn't it 100%. So this time I'm not going to wrestle because I think one of the the complaints that you and and Luke had beforehand was that Danielson's doing a lot of wrestling and Paige is doing Mm. nothing. So I think this time Brian being like, that was really dumb. I shouldn't have wrestled. I'm going to not wrestle before my next match this time. That makes, I think that works perfectly as a story. Um, I don't know how much I like the judges. I just... I don't know. I would have preferred them to do a different stipulation or just a no time limit match or something something to reference the story, but just going, well, we could have another draw, but when just not we could go to another 60 time limit match, but then we'll just have a judge decide it afterwards. I'm like that I just feel like that doesn't work for wrestling because wrestling isn't real. So you don't actually mm. need a judge's decision. Like you're choosing to go to a judge's de- decision when you could have something that's more dramatic as a finish. And then you're choosing to have something that's actively less dramatic. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I like the judges that much, but that's okay. I guess it's better than not doing anything and just having. Yeah. 
so one one struggle AEW has is that they are trying to re-educate an audience mm. who's been used to a certain way of wrestling booking for 30, 40 years. And I'm one of those people. And now they're trying to bring in new rules to wrestling, which, you know, have been there, but never really lent on. So the idea of draws, not a, not a thing, really. And mm. they did one, they've done two in the last couple of months. And now they're also like, also judges, which they did do two years ago in the Cody mm-hmm. match. Who was it sounds against? Right. Couldn't tell you, but it definitely sounds like it's a Cody Yeah, thing. yeah. So they have done it before. So there is precedent for it. However, I just think it's a bit too much change to be, and I can't, I'm always saying embrace change, but I just think it's a, it's a few too many layers that are muddying the story. And last week I was like, well, you know, I because I, I was one of the people who was not into the match as everybody else was. It was objectively stunning. Of course, they went 60 minutes. I was really excited by the match. But ultimately, you know, I think Paige needs to be presented stronger. But I was also like, hey, AEW have done things way better time after time than I could ever dream of. So let's see what the next step is. And this is the next step. And none of those sort of doubts have been assuaged. 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 I don't know how to pronounce it. I still don't feel like Hangman. I don't feel like this is the Hangman show. No, I don't either. And honestly, when Hangman won the title, I thought... I don't, I don't think I ever said this on a podcast. I don't think I ever had a reason to. I am one of the people that thinks that Hangman should probably have a short reign because a lot of every single AEW champion has had a pretty long reign so far. No one's had a short one so far. And that's good. You're protecting the title. But as the point that you've made a few times, for a story like Hangman's, the drama and the story is in the chase. That's his whole story was getting to the title. And yes, he shouldn't drop it immediately. 100%. I don't buy that for a second. He should probably have a couple successful defenses first before he then drops it. But I don't feel like his reign should be as long as others that have had it before. And currently, I feel like I'm still correct in that. From the reactions he's getting now, they're not as strong as they were before. It doesn't It doesn't feel like he's at the peak where he should be right now. I don't know. I like I part of me thinks there's value in what you're saying, but there's another part of like, well, you know, you've you've given him the belt. Give him a freaking 14 month reign and make him the longest running champion and really cement this guy as your biggest homegrown babyface star. Uh I don't know. I can only really assess it right now. Mm. And I think this isn't where it needs to be currently. And yeah, it, w- it was concerning seeing how much more Danielson was cheered than Paige. North Carolina, a good crowd. Mm. Uh, so yeah, but we'll see. You know, like I'm not, I'm not down on it. It's not bad. It's just they've the AEW set such a high bar for themselves. Totally. Like, you know, I mean, like imagine if we were. I wouldn't even make these criticisms on Raw because it wouldn't <laughs> no. be worth it. Because I have to first say why they should do a finish. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I also very quickly just like the line that Hangman said, he's come too far to be a B plus player. Good line, Hangman. Mm, 
Yeah, that's really that good. good. His, his end promo was was really good, I thought. And at the end, mm. you know, it was very confident. Then he just looks down like that. I thought, mm. ooh, your final expression does not match the words you just said and the way in which you said them. So yeah. I thought that was a very nice touch. Um, after that, we got a pinnacle promo backstage. MJF is annoyed with Wardlow for not making the save on him last week. Uh, and then he stood in front of him for the rest of the promo. Brilliant. It's really good staging. And also he then turned it around to be like, this isn't us. Me and you, we don't, we don't fight to Wardlow. And they mm. said, it's CM Punk's fault and turned it around to the camera. And, and even though you could tell he was still annoyed at Wardlow and still thinks it is definitely his fault. He's like, no, it's CM Punk. This is what CM Punk does. He does all this stuff. I thought it was a great promo for MJF and from Dax Harwood as well. That uh, chimed yeah. in after us. thought both of them did a great, great job. Excited for that main event that's coming up later. When do you think Wardlow's going to split? I don't know, but I'm very excited for it. Because um, mm. I don't know whether he should... I'm really torn as to whether Wardlow should actually feud with MJF or he should split from MJF and just go off and do his own thing. It's like, I'm just done with you. I don't care about you anymore. Please leave me alone. And he just goes off and does his own thing and becomes a really good babyface. But also, I do want him to feud with MJF. But if he does, he should win. And yeah. I just don't want to see MJF lose a lot because I feel like they're hyping him up to be one of the, the main guys that goes after maybe Hangman or Danielson or whoever, right, afterwards. So I don't well, know. This, I feel... It's been going on for ages. It's though. difficult. Yeah, <laughs> two years. Mm. See, that's what I mean. You know, I th here was me I, I, last 15 years being like long-term stories. That's what I need. Give me all the long-term stories. Minimum length for a feud should be a year. And now I'm getting this. And I'm like, that's oh, too long. Well, oh, the thing God. with this is, in in a way, this is actually very, very similar to uh, people are going to take this out of context and crucify me for it. This is similar to WWE storytelling in the fact that you have a concept, which is Wardlow gets frustrated with MJF and MJF runs him down. And then you repeat that ad nauseum. There's no, there's not that much progression in this story. There's been a bit of progression, but there's been not that much. It's still the same story as it was two years ago of Wardlow does something that MGF doesn't like. And MGF says, Wardlow, what are you doing, mate? And he goes, huh, you know, and he goes, ah, that's all right. I forgive you. And then they'll carry on. It's mostly the same. I'm an ass man. Yeah, I'm an ass man. Wardlow squashed Captain Sean Dean. <laughs> Didn't even finish making bombs. my point, but that's okay. I thought you were done. Sorry. <laughs> what was the end of your point? I'm saying that the amount of storytelling that they've done for this feud is not worthy of the time it's taken. There's not enough steps of progression. Long-term stories need to work mm -hmm. if you're actually progressing the story, and I don't feel like it's progressed that much. I think it was. I think the... The pace is okay, actually. Um, we got a video package on Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara. Of course, they're fighting for the TNT title this Friday on Rampage. They are. No spoilers on this show. Are they? Uh, Dan Lambert's back. Mm. He's he's in the he's he's in the balcony bit. He's with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, and he cuts this great Dan Lambert promo as always. Taz is chuckling away. 
<laughs> I love this guy, he says. And Lambert says he's been given an impossible task by uh, Tony Khan. Get Cody Rhodes cheered. But Cody Rhodes is more of a dick than I am. That's brilliant. That was a good promo. I like it. And he was saying that he wants either Ethan or Scorpio to have the next TNT title shot after whoever wins out of Sammy and Cody. Mm. Uh, love that Lambert's back. Mm. Britt Baker is having a Christmas party. It's with Jamie Hayter there, Reba, and Tony Schiavone tries to put the mistletoe over Britt Baker's head, but Jamie slapped it away. Adam Cole is going to destroy him. He's going to kill him. He's going to actually kill him. It's great. Uh, I want Carlo Riley to debut behind Tony. <laughs> exactly. I do just want to point out as well. I'm new here. Is anyone going to tell me what happened? <laughs> Some guy. Ass man. <laughs> they need to. This is what it's, happened. I'm an ass man. That's what happened. Jesus Christ. Can we not? <laughs> I know it's I know it's uh Christmas and everything, but good God. Oh wait, we've got a reaction to that actually. We've got a reaction. Oh, Did God. you guys just see that? <laughs> oh Jesus. So there's a lot of clips that have been left in here. Um, oh yeah, they're, they're all there. I use them sometimes, they're great. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> Great hairline oh, you got there, mate. Good grief. <laughs> Pretending that part of my this year never happened. Also I went from the shaved head to <laughs> this. <laughs> the in-between is horrid. Still my favorite comment I've ever seen. Plus, you're kindling wrestler talk. Wrestler no talk. <clears throat> um yeah, Amazing. so Britt Baker. She cuts, she cuts a promo on Riho, essentially. Um, mm. We got a video package describing the Owen Hart tournament. Really nice video package. Just put over Owen as a wrestler and a human being. Had talking heads from like Mark Henry, uh, Matt Hardy, and then the younger guys who are like, you know, I used to watch him so much as a kid. This was lovely. Um, mm. I still know nothing about the tournament. Not a clue. They will be fighting for the Owen, but I, I, I don't know what that means yet. But I'm sure we'll find out in due course. Doesn't know. We don't know what the the like the sort of outcome is. Like what you get if you win. We don't know the structure. For me, I, re you know, we've we had the eliminator tournament for the men. We've just had the TBS. We're in the TBS tournament. Sorry for the women. I want. I just want a G one. Yeah. Is that so much yeah. to ask? Yeah. Ram Robin tournament sounds delightful. <clears throat> but there will be a men's and women's tournament. I guess that's something yeah. we did learn, and that it will culminate at double or nothing, which mm -hmm. is long. Yeah. It's a long, uh, long old tournament. Yeah. Which, so, I mean, that lends more credence to a round robin style thing. Although, to be fair, the TBS tournament's been going on for ages, <laughs> uh, which, I, which, to be fair, I quite like. But we'll get into more of that in a second. Well, speaking of, Nyla Rose <clears throat> versus Ruby Soho in the TBS semi-finals, where uh, it was actually a three-way with Ruby's jacket getting involved at the start. Mm. Uh, you know what? So I funny. really liked... I liked that she got caught in her jacket. I this, this is a strong nitpick on my part. I understand this is not 
an actual complaint or something. I would really loved if Nyla Rose like took advantage of like they called a little bit of an audible and Nyla just like you know punch her around for a bit with Ruby like trying to like get her hand out the jacket and try try to make it into an angle mm-hmm. to be like that kind of thing. They didn't really like Nyla was trying to help her get the jacket off at points. She's like, can you just get this jacket off now? I want to get the match underway. Um, but still, it was it was funny to watch it. Yeah, uh, this match was okay. Uh, I d- yeah. I never really got fully into it, but I I really liked the finish. Um, Ruby's shoulder was worked over after Vicky Guerrero got involved. Uh, kicks out of a beast bomb, which is pretty protected, Huge, and then Nyla's yeah. going up to the second rope. But Ruby pulls her down into, oh, what's it called? It's not the riot kick anymore. No future. No future? Sure. Yeah, no, the no future kick, I think. It's not the riot kick anymore. And she won. And I thought Ruby's selling, actually, at the end was terrific. I thought she was actually injured. Yeah. Legitimately, really, really good stuff. I loved the, the selling of the shoulder through the match. I thought was really, really effective. Love the finish. I really like that Ruby Soho won as well. Thumbs up all round. Really enjoyed this. But as as Duke Tastrophe writes, this is why you've got to use a worked jacket. Mm. Can't be wearing absolutely. shoot jackets down to the ring, people. No, absolutely. The, the uh, sleeves after, are too tight. After that, we got a recap of Serena Deeb and Akari Shida's feud. They've had three matches so far. And Deeb called out Shida for another match, claiming Shida cheated last week, when, of course, it was Deeb who cheated. Uh, yeah, I, th- I feel like this... Feud, unfortunately, should have climaxed last week, but they went for a bit of a schmoz finish. Uh, so this this was such a hot feud, and and now it's not. Yeah, it's just fallen off a little bit. Um, I mean, Serena seems to be having a good time. She said recently, like she confirmed that she was working as a as a producer and and coach for AW, which is a awesome. She's great. Um, but yeah, I just felt like this feud deserved a bit more than it's gotten currently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Griff Garrison came out next to take on Malachi Black. Oh man, how good is Malachi Black? <laughs> I just on his entrance as the music was playing and he was making his entrance. My notes literally say, "God, I love everything about Black. His entire mm. presentation is amazing." Because I think something that people might get confused when we talk about other like gimmicks and stuff in in WWE and that is that I don't inherently like creepy supernatural-ish gimmicks. I think they're awesome. They look so cool. I like when stuff is actually supernatural, when people are teleporting and using stuff that doesn't actually make logical sense. And you actually need to like have magic and stuff. That I, That's when I'm like, okay, I don't want to watch this anymore. But this sort style of presentation, I absolutely love this stuff. He looks amazing. I love him so much. I th- I think really like we're talking about Adam Cole going for the title. I think mm. they better push Malachi Black into a title picture. Oh god, yeah, okay, could be the TNT yeah. title. Uh huh. Um, but I I think he's main event worthy. I think it's it's yeah. definitely worth a gamble on a on a quarterly special or something. He is so good. He uh, yeah. kicks Griff in the head right away. Uh, wrestles a little bit. Griff was really good here as well. Mm. He. he Black gave him enough without ever making it look like he was out of control. Um, Griff's injured knee was targeted and Black made him tap in a half Boston Crab, which I thought was a nice heel move. Not going to give you fans another Black Mass, but he kicked Pillman in the head afterwards. I love it. 
I love it so much. I, I'm I'm such a huge fan of the way that AW, everyone has like three different finishes. And also if someone's injured, you can just do a normal move and it totally works. Mm-hmm. And they mm. they know how to work the psychology when you know that, oh yeah, this is a legit finish. That totally makes sense. It's like when Walter beat Tommaso Ciampa with a chop. Perfect. Wouldn't change a thing about that. That's amazing. They work the psychology of that match to have that be the finish. Having this just end on a single leg Boston Crab. Oh, delightful. Because he worked over the, the leg. He's got an injured knee. It's perfect. Oh. No Brody King. There was a no. team. I thought we might get some interaction of uh, an, a new House of Black members was set up last week, but mm. maybe for the new year. Got a couple of big shows to, to stack up mm. with, so no need to do it yeah. here. Uh, Matt Hart, yeah, and you you had Carl actually in the opening, so that would have been the wrong move to debut too many yeah. people. It's not the end of all out. Uh, then we got a promo with Matt Hardy and Private Party. He said that Isaiah Cassidy is going to pound Jungle Boy's ass uh, at Rampage on Friday. You can APA. hear the crowd laugh. APA always pounding ass. You heard the crowd laugh at that. And then it cuts to Christian, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus. And they like say, well, I'm going to shove some coal up your ass. It's going to turn into diamonds. It was good. Good stuff. I like seeing Matt Hardy and Christian, you know, kind of mm-hmm. mentoring tag teams. It's, it's, it's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Also, we then got the announcement just for the main event. Hook is on Rampage. Hook. I love Hook. I... I thought you were going to say JR is back next week. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Don't. Don't. Get, wasn't that earlier? <laughs> I thought yeah, I've got it in my notes here. Good for it, Hook. I've been here. Excited for Hook. I mean. Give me more Hook. It's all about Sue. Where's my super friends? Super I'm, friends. I'm a hooker. I want Hook. Give me Hook. Uh, but great news, JR, who has mm. been undergoing treatment for cancer at the moment. He's been off for a couple of weeks now. He is it's in Jacksonville next week, and mm. that's where he's based, I think. So yeah, he's gonna be on commentary. Awesome. Well done, JR. I do miss him, although I have loved Taz. I'm gonna miss Taz. Yeah, Taz is so I good. want all the commentators, but I don't. It should no more than <laughs> that's three. That's too many. <laughs> but I love them all. <laughs> But the main event of this show was what wrestling should be at Christmas time. This was a hundred percent fun. It was a hundred percent great booking. It was a hundred percent serious in a way mm. as well. So you've got a match that's three hundred percent right there. Yeah, this is this was so good. There were so many parts where. You just went, oh, that's nice. Oh, that's fun. Oh, that's a nice little fun thing. Oh, that's really fun. Oh, that's also fun, isn't it? That was just me throughout this entire main event. Just being like, oh, that's fun. And I, like, you you came out initially and you had, uh, you know, they were in North Carolina, big FTR kind of country. That's kind of like their whole, like, what they're basing their entire gimmick off is the whole North Carolina wrestling and all that stuff. That's great. Sting, what a timeline we're in that Sting came out wearing a CM Punk t-shirt with CM Punk face paint on. Like, oh my wh- God. what? That doesn't make any sense. And CM Punk, and literally when you had Sting and Darby come out with their various face paint stuff, I was like, I mean, Punk has to come out with Sting face paint on, right? Like, that's that's got to happen. 
And then he came out in Sting face, but I was like, yeah, let's go, punk. Thank God but they did surfer it. Sting. Surfer yeah, Sting. Surfer face Sting. Face. Yeah, legit. <gasps> so good. Such a lovely, lovely callback. Um, and uh, yeah, but then they got into the match and it was MGF and CM Punk facing off. And I was like, surely not. Surely they're not going to have MGF and CM Punk start off this tag match. Like that doesn't make any sense. And I'm such a mark because I literally bought into them just being like, surely they can't. And like the comedy is like, oh, MGF not backing down from CM Punk here. And I was like, why? Why would you have hmm. them wrestling the six month? This doesn't make any sense. And then they started like circling each other around the ring. I was like, man, they're really going to do it. This is really weird. And then MGF runs and tags out. I was like, of course he is. I'm such an idiot. God, you moron, Pete. And they wouldn't touch for the entire match. They still have not okay. touched. MJF ran out the ring or tagged out every time. At one point, MJF sprints up the stands. Fast. Mm. Got some cardio, that boy. Ran up, punk chased him, and then he runs down the other side, runs into, like, round the ring, into the ring, tags out. Just, this was, this was almost house show. And I mean that in the, in the most positive way, because I love house shows. That's where people mm. can have actual fun. So to capture that tone, that sort of carefree tone, and put it in a serious feud, and those two things not jar... Amazing work. But yeah, I don't think we've actually said the match for people who haven't seen it. It's MJF <laughs> yeah. and FTR versus Punk, Darby and Sting. Match set up on last week's show. And yeah, it was, they went long. It was like 20, 25 minutes long. Um, really, just really good wrestling throughout all those spots. Just the joy of seeing Sting, Punk and Darby, the face paint boys all together. And the spot everyone's talking about, really, is I think MJF DDT's Sting, and Sting just stands right back up. Awesome. Mm -hmm. but MJF's got his back to him. Sting then throws MJF over the top rope, not a flip bump, but just like a Superman saw, and FTR are there waiting for him, but he somehow overshoots them, mm. and he goes head first onto the, onto the ground. Yeah, this is one of those where I, uh, where as soon as he threw him, I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then he went too far. I was like, oh, no. And then he I was like, oh, no, MJF, please be okay. And immediately you can see like Cash Wheeler rolling over him to be like, yeah, okay, buddy. And luckily he was. He was right back up for the next spot. <clears throat> for the next spot, Ollie, oh, my God. St Sting is 62 years old. 62 years old and he does a top rope crossbody to the outside sting please stop you're going to die but don't stop because it's amazing oh my god so much fun oh it's just what can you say about this match like you said big house show vibes all the right pops in the right places. Sting got a big hot tag. The pop for him was insane when he got his hot tag and run streak. All doing like stinger splashes and Darby like got him stacked up in the corner and like Darby does a run into the corner. Punk does his high knee. Sting does a stinger mm -hmm. splash. It was all just like all just really good feel good moments throughout this whole match. So so good. GTS got counted into the big rig at one point and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Just so many like fun spots throughout the whole thing. And uh, but then, yeah, they all hit their finishes like big multi-man style match of GTS, Scorpion, Death Drop, Coffin Drop, and they get the win. Awesome. Love it. What a match. So fun.
baby faces at Christmas time go over. Yeah. But the the hometown boys beaten in their hometown. Uh. What is this company? Disgusting. Yeah. Uh overall, I gave it a four out of five. Of course you did. Uh I mean, in fairness, I do probably think it's a four out of five show, but I gave it like a seven out of five. I don't care. I had so much fun. <laughs> this is great. Well, sh- dude. The- after NXT yesterday, which devolved into me reviewing a hamper instead of talking about the show. This was so fun. And I got you to see Carter Riley in AEW. This is good. Oh, wow. I love this. Uh, well, we, before we get on with the rest of the Omega chats and our podcast shout outs, we have someone who was at the show. It's WrestleTalk.com's own Nate. Hey. Is. Hey, Nate. Hey, everybody. How are y'all? Can Very you hear me okay? Good. Ha- yeah, hey, you good. So you were at the North, the Greensboro Coliseum. Am I saying that right? Greensboro? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Greensboro. Yes. North Carolina. That's correct. Also, North Carolina. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. You, North you know, Carolina. We're right next to, <laughs> yeah. We're right next to Washington. You know, perfect. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. So how was, what was the show like? Just generally, what was the experience last night also no well, spoilers I, for rampage please and thanks i i gotcha uh it was great man. <laughs> I, I i always enjoy going to AEW. it's so different to me um than and i hate to compare it to wwe but it's it has that more indie show vibe because like it seems like the crowd's generally pretty smart and likes to play along uh with the exception of one person uh they seem not to play along with uh you know <laughs> uh cody most of the time um but uh yeah it's great man and we had so much fun i took my 11 year old uh he's been with me to the last two shows i've been with and uh you know there's four guys all in like their late 20s early 30s all hammered sitting in front of us and you know they convinced the cameraman to come over and uh for rampage when you see the start of rampage you're going to see a little blonde headed 11 year old with his cody shirt on going crazy uh, and then they zoom out <laughs> and so awesome. uh, it made his Christmas, you know, so it's just a great show and great to be there. Oh, that's good. See, even the drunk fans are nice. That's the mm. sort of tone you want. Well, See, giving you know, drunk was... fans a good name. <laughs> right. There was one bad fan. I'm sure you all have seen on the Internet, the guy mm-hmm. that got thrown yeah. out for his bad sign. But, yeah. uh, you know, you're going to have one in every crowd, right? Yeah, no, no, no place for them. Which is good. No, good on AEW. Absolutely. Uh, the so last time when you came on, you told us who your son cheered, and this was fascinating. So who who was he cheering for this time? Oh, you are breaking up a tad, Nate. He is, oh, he he's gone. Frozen. He's gone entirely. Was it something I said? We don't know. Maybe it was a sign from Malachi Black or something. He's just been Uh-oh. taken out the stream. It's the supernatural out. powers that he's got. <laughs> it's next next year. We'll all be sitting there waiting for Brody King to come out with Malachi Black, and Nate <laughs> is just going to walk onto the screen. <laughs> oh, he's back. Let me see if uh, back. let me see if that holds up. Yeah, the return. Welcome back. Yeah, I, sorry about that. I don't know what happened. My uh, right. whole website just decided to refresh, but uh, no, he's still Cody Lovely. through and through. Um, he also mm-hmm. uh, is a big Orange Cassidy fan. Um, 
And then uh, he basically would look at me and say, who am I supposed to chew, uh, cheer for if he didn't know? So I was uh, trying to get him to cheer <laughs> for the right people. Um, but he, he hates MJF, but he makes him laugh. So, you know, when MJF's running through the crowd, mm-hmm. he's just cracking up. Um, it was interesting, though, because, you know, the last time I came on, I talked a little bit about um, the John Cena with Cody effect going on. Uh, I'm interested to see. I don't want to give anything away, uh, but there were um, the crowd interactions during the Rampage main event were pretty interesting. Um, And I'll be interested to see. uh, It has nothing to do, but it was like when he uh, comes out, um, you'll hear a very similar chant to one that you may have heard years ago uh, in WWE, but with a different name in it. And so, uh, what is in a, a let's go, let's go, Cody? Cody sucks, yes, yes. Oh, cool! Oh, my that's god, that's fun, that's fun. But it, but it did quickly turn into a let's go, Sammy. Cody sucks, so uh, the men outweighed the the the, the Cody mm-hmm. fans in the crowd, but yeah, so that oh, was damn. interesting. Um, and so it, it was, you know, it's interesting. That doesn't give any, anything away in terms of the, the mm-hmm. match. It was just, which I was surprised because North Carolina, you know, was sort of really the first place where he got booed heavily. And so I wasn't sure how they were going to handle him coming back. But, you know, the crowd really during the whole show, you know, FTR uh, is from North Carolina, as you know. But Griff Garrison, I don't know if you noticed, came out in his mm-hmm. high school. Uh, and I don't know how they yeah, yeah, handled that yeah. on the – yeah. Yeah, so he had his high school jacket, same high school that I went to, actually. And um, so he had same a year? huge, uh, <laughs> yes, close, yeah. uh, maybe like 30 years difference. But um, he, the if you, where the hard cam were, was, if you looked to the right of the ring, like the first three rows were all people there just supporting him. So he had like the whole first three rows, oh. Griff Garrison section. Nice. And so he had apparently bought a bunch of tickets for them and all of that. So I'm not sure all of them were. Um, as heavily invested wrestling fans as what you might normally see in the first three mm-hmm. rows. So it was kind of interesting to see them get involved, um, especially when uh, FTR and MJF got the crowd riled up. It was pretty good to see some folks that I that I know personally know that aren't really wrestling fans, but uh, screaming and yelling at MJF because he's <laughs> that good to piss them off, right? And so it he was good. Them. I mean, he, he did, man. It was, I thought... Uh, uh, Dax was gonna. I don't know how it showed on television. I haven't watched it back, but uh, Dax got into it with a dude who was in full makeup, sting next to the ring, and I thought they were really. I thought they were gonna have to throw the guy out because he was about to come over <laughs> the barricade and would just chill out but, uh, <laughs> with Dax. Yeah. Oof, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So I've got a couple of questions for various spots on the show, like the standout moments. What was the reaction to Kyle? How did that play out in the arena? So uh, it, it went really, I mean, it was a big pop. Um, mm. But because you were there, you had the camera setting up. And so, like, we saw him come down through the back area, walk out, hop over the rail, hide. And so then you guys just, I saw the YouTube clip, him just pop up in the screen, right? So, like, it really built to anticipation. Uh, as and I'm sure you could hear that on television. I don't know how the audio played it out, but you know it was pretty cool to see him come in. A um, lot of you know, I think 
a lot of the fans who were AW fans were a were ROH fans when all of them were in ROH yeah. at the same time. And so you see a lot of folks who are aware of who what's, he what's is. What's an ROH? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. I know you're a big fan of Ring of Honor, Ollie. I know you were back in the day. Uh, I hope, but yes. I hope it comes back. Yeah. I, now, it will. I, I was I was at, um, not that this is about AEW, but I was at WrestleCade a few weeks ago um, and talked with several uh, folks who are involved in ROH, uh, both on the commentary team and, and backstage. And they've all said they have buildings booked and the expectation is that they'll be back in April, but that it's going to be a very different product. I just have a hard time with understanding how that's going to be though. Mm. So it's going to be ROH 2.0. <clears throat> Lots of yes. colors. Yes. Lots Stop, of colors. It. Stop it, Pete. <laughs> um, so Kyle, uh, how was the page Danielson split because to me watching at home pages re uh, hangman's reaction seemed to be you know a bit muddled whereas Danielson got a really really strong pop yeah I think um I wouldn't say that it was I think it was a hundred percent like positive towards page I didn't hear any booze or anything mm -hmm. but I do think that uh, it wasn't as loud as some of the others it just wasn't quite as the, you know, the massive pop as you heard for like Sting and CM Punk later on. And then I think people, you know, it's interesting because, you know, typically AEW has a lot of, huge, you know, a big crowd, a lot of smart fans. Um, but I'm, I'm still thinking, you know, that some of the folks that Brian or, or Danielson and Punk and Sting have brought back maybe aren't as familiar with Paige. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that he's caught on quite, uh, uh, as well but then you think about a guy like hook so hook later on you know he's he's on rampage and they had several uh tony khan comes out you know before dark before each show and whenever he mentioned hook the place just went nuts right and he went nuts too he's like jumping up and down like doing his little foot stomps that he does you know because he's so excited um and so like you think okay well hook's been on tv done nothing but one one pretty cool match and so uh you know, he still is over. So I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if the draw took a little bit away from the pop or not, because the last time Paige was here, the place went ballistic when he came out to that mm, intro yeah. when they had the elimination match. It's uh, it's like cheering Hook is almost the boo Cody. It's the same emotion, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's pretty neat. Well, we've got, we've got a bunch of Omega chats to get to. So mm. thank you very much, Nate for for popping on the stream very yep. jealous of you are you doing any more yes. aw shows next year so january 8th battle of the belts i'll be there oh. what yeah and then the fall and then the following week uh january 12th they're in raleigh so i'm going to uh dynamite and rampage tapings on the 12th as well <laughs> go away nate go away <laughs> Well, you, sh Jealous, you should man. move to, you should be like Kenny Omega and move to North Carolina, right? And so, North yeah. Carolina. Merry Christmas, Nate, and have a happy Merry New Christmas, year. you guys. Well, All right. We'll get Thank you on the you show guys, in man. January. Bye bye bye. Awesome. Thanks, Nate. What a guy. I want to go to Battle of the Belts. Yes, so do I. I want to go to Dynamite. <laughs>
Before we get in with the Omega Chats, let's get into these Patreon Pledge Hammers. Thank you ever so much, everyone who supports this channel. If you do, and you pledge $25 a month or more, you'll get a shout-out on this very show, like Brian, Null, and Boyd. Thank you. The true Alpha Wolf. Yeah. Manipulating Manny Omaria. Max, Kurt Warlander, Warland. Yeah. 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 The Junus Brothers, Junus Hakunen. Yeah. yeah. I can take some kind of bump. Aaron. Yeah. Ross Pooper Scooper Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. Wrestle personal problem solver, Jamie Donovan. Yeah. He's got two first names, Matt Howard. David Lucas film. Yeah. The man with the scoops, Sean. Yeah. The audience plant, Rory Grant. I don't know why I said that like there are more of them, because that is the last one. You had the inflection wrong, didn't you? I did. I got, I got too excited. I was too excited by the years and the claps. We've actually had loads of Omega Chats coming. Let's get to these. <laughs> Let's do uh, it. Mr. Mr. Not So Casual says, Young Bucks, bad friends confirmed. They abandon Hangman when he needs them, don't help Omega after promising to do so, and then just looked at Cole with jealous eyes when he finally reunited with a friend he had beef with. They need friendship counselling. Maybe they do. Maybe it's the Bucks all along. They're toxic friends, I think we can all agree. Uh, BL Dog 97. Most definitely some lofty fantasy booking here, but what if the Bucks take the face side of the program versus the redacted era and they reform the Golden Elite and bring Ibushi over from New Japan for a bit? P.S. Got engaged yesterday. Congratulations. Congratulations, BL Dog 97. Um, if that happens, I want Omega to. I think Ibushi should come over for Omega. So I'm going to say. Yes. Yeah, that's a bit lofty. Uh, Hannah Allen. MJF is golden. Well, gosh, this Dan Lambert, he probably should try shooting more straight. He gets heat. Dickhead heat. And I'm supposed to hate him. I also live in Australia, so he could be my best mate, lol. My best mate, lol. We hate this man, right? Jam that jam. All the love. Thank you. I love Dan Lambert. He's great. I love Dan Lambert. Peter Mullins. To quote Sean Ross Sapp, surely this is now the time to bring out the trio's titles. It could be King of Trios style with guest teams challenging, Wyatt family of free agents, EC3, Braun and Cross are about. Yeah, but Braun would be in both the Wyatt family and that faction. <laughs> yeah. Primo, Epico and Carlito. BWO are still making dates. Do it. Shane Taylor Promotions. Get them in. <clears throat> mm -hmm. uh, AEW also have quite enough trios already i think do you don't need to do too friends, many invitations well. with the new japan relationship as well you know you've got mm. a lot of factions there and their own six men six man titles mm. trevor sievert i see a lot of parallels between the hangman story and mental health as someone who struggled with depression seeing the highs and lows and how others can support and bring you up speaks to me personally i love this story so much thoughts agreed yes that's the short version I probably have a yeah, lot more definitely, than that, but to keep it short, yes. It's 
definitely psychologically realistic to mm. not have all their problems solved upon achieving a thing. Yes. Zooey sung. Pete gets to watch a good show for a change. He looks happier too. That's the wine, Zoe. And it's going to happen. Ruby going to win on TBS and the confetti is going to be 2002. Sorry, Pete, no Pokemon shout. This is AEW. No gimmicks, only happy. It's fine. Just do the Pokedex on the other shows because I need that to make me smile. Roy Carter, thanks for the self-aware let it play out. They have perfectly matched arenas where I'm still entertained, but have apprehensions. Watched a lot of Wrestle Talk this year. Thanks for all the entertainment and may you all have peaceful holidays. Thanks, Thank Roy. You, Roy. Thanks for your generous chat as well. That's very nice. Nick Cordell, this was a great show. It was actually my first big wrestling event ever and I had a blast. I even got to flip off MJF when he passed me by while running up the stairs. Definitely a night I will always remember. The crowd goes wild during Rampage. Nice. Good mm. stuff. Mr. Not-So-Casual, since Omega seems like he'll unfortunately be out for a while, the first trio's champion should be the powerhouse Starks and Hook. Hook. Also, Ollie looks like Mr. Fantastic these days. Good on you. I'll take that. Oh, yeah, yeah. because he's got the silver hair, hasn't he? Uh, Hangman having a short reign as his first would be peak New Japan. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing these days. <laughs> yeah, it's usually because they're, the champions get injured. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hawk the Outcast, 823. To anyone who has seen Dodgeball, how much over will Hangman be if he loses the title? Becomes known as the shortest reign in AEW history, but doesn't fall back to being a drunk. Even better, this could be Hangman's Rocky 3. I really like it. No, no one <clears throat> says Rocky 3 is a good one. No, that's true. I mean... The thing with Hangman is I I think the, the intrigue of Hangman and what makes him interesting is that the the drawbacks and the things that make him like the psycho the psychology of him is the interesting part of Hangman. That's what makes him an interesting character. Sure, he's a he's a great wrestler and we enjoy his in-ring work and stuff like that, but the real draw of Hangman is the psychology behind him and his character. Mm. So having another thing that knocks him back a peg will then make him more interesting again. But I guess at some point you have to, like, pay that off and make him, like, to use... The, I don't like to use this word, but, like, to make him better, you know? I it, I think that should be what happens in the end, but I don't know how you do that without taking away what makes him interesting. It's difficult, isn't it? Because I don't think I've ever seen a mental health attribute be used in a wrestling story. So I don't know how it can be done effectively. I guess, like, and I don't want to equate things to other things in real life. I'm talking purely from how it would work as a story perspective. Would the way to treat it, do you think, be like an injury? You know, like how certain people, they've always got, oh, you'd target the neck, wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. Because, like, yeah. Miro, like, that's his, yeah. that's his weak spot. With yeah. Hangman Page, it's his confidence. So that yeah. is, it's just, you target that bit of his anatomy, but it's actually mm -hmm. in his head. Yeah. That could totally work. I just, I don't know. I feel like there's there's some point where he needs to overcome that obstacle. I guess I feel like that's mm. that's just the natural storyline progression is that he would then you're setting up the obstacle for him to overcome it, right? And that's that's that that would be the point of it. I guess I don't know. Time, I don't be. know. I know he did, but that like you said, it's not just fixed, right? It's mm. not just overcome mm. it because he's done the thing. You now need to keep that going. I don't. I don't know. I'll see what AEW does. They're better at this than I am. 
uncharted waters, really, of uh, mm. booking. Uh, Blinken 1995. Hi, guys. Who do you think should take the belt off, Hangman? I think MJF is being positioned to do so. Also for Pete, are you watching the new Critical Role campaign? Yes. Yes, I am. I'm part of the YouTube gang because <laughs> I can't watch it live on a Thursday night, obviously, or Thursday, Friday morning, I guess, my time. And I'm like halfway through the latest episode, episode seven or eight or whatever it is. It's good. I think Danielson, for a, for a money perspective, I think a, <clears throat> a big mainstream name that's already established. I think, yeah, Danielson taking him off, it would be good. I wouldn't be opposed to MJF doing it either. I think either are good options. Kevin, so this is a, a bit of dialogue that happened on Dynamite near the end. Taz, I'm sure JR would have loved to see that. Tony, by the way, JR will be here next week, folks. Taz, oh, so I'm out. Cool. <laughs> Taz is so funny on commentary. I love it. Also, go tell your past self that Sting and Punk would be in the main event of Dynamite. Can you imagine? It's ridiculous, isn't it? That's insane. This, this time last November. No Sting, no Punk. Absolutely ridiculous. Not not even a, a, a whiff of punk anywhere mm. near this at all. Insane. Uh, Kevin, also, again, also, I haven't been super chatting much lately. I don't really care about WWE and don't have much time for AEW, but I really appreciate your work and I want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Also, I came fourth in Fan Quizzlemania. Come on. That is very, very a lot good. of people who play that. Yeah, it was good fun, this Fan Quizzlemania. Thought it was... Oh, a laugh. Me, Andy, and Tempest having a good time. They always are. Uh, mm. Nate S, speaking of ass, man, check out Danhausen's vlog where he pu pulls up to the ass boys on his scooter. You can tell Billy Ass really gets a kick out of Danhausen. Also, I can't believe I'm going to get to see an Undisputed Era match in AEW in person next week. Very excited. Yeah, something we didn't mention is they're going to have a, a six-man tag next week. Mm. Who against? Thanks. Uh, Cassidy and Trent and the okay. other lad. Makes sense. Yeah, best, best friends. Chucky. Yeah. Uh, Justin Edelheat. First Ultra Chat in a while. How are you guys? I met CM Punk for the first time at C2E2 a couple of weeks ago. My friend said it felt like Punk didn't want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, also, met, also met Ken Anderson. Surely you mean Arn Anderson. Christopher Daniels and Lance Archer. Happy holidays, Jam That Jam. Lovely, thank you. Christopher Jazzcat. I enjoyed the Punk Sting Derby versus MJFTR. MJFTR, that's a good name. Uh, way more than I the thought show. I would. Just now? No, on the, on the episode of Dynamite, they kept calling him MJFTR. Oh, that, that didn't hear that. <laughs> MJF said it in his promo. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Well done, Christopher Jazzcat. That's a good idea. Yeah, Take well, that well done, Jazzcat. Yeah, well done. Well done. Good. Maybe I was just in a happy mood because we got my favourite tag team back from the dead, Red Dragon versus Young Bucks and Carl Cole versus O'Reilly again. Please, 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 please. They just got not, together. Not Cole versus O'Reilly anytime soon. No way. Give me all of the Undisputed Era and all of the Red Dragon first. Um, I'll pass over to you to see us out here. Sure thing. Uh, one last salute said, uh, Pete, did we become enemies? I got a, a Johnny Gargano, his winky face emo on my <laughs> leg, tattoo after he beat Cole for the NXT Championship. I mean, that's fair. That's totally fair. I would have, the, the time I wanted to get my Undisputed Era tattoo was before that, I believe. It was when they were 
peak dominance and all that jazz. Um, <clears throat> John Rye said, Merry Christmas to everyone at WrestleTalk. You guys were a big part of my year. You guys helped me find my love of wrestling again and can tell Ollie and can Ollie tell his friend Tony Khan to hire more women and put them on TV starting to look like a sausage fest. I've been telling him for, for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. The guy yeah, just blows really... me off. He's not answering any of my messages. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, he pays us. You really think we'd have a more like direct line of contact, right? With it's just one way traffic. Yeah. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Greg Murphy said, uh, meant to donate on the Raw review, but didn't get the chance. Merry Christmas to the lads. Never undervalue what you do. So here's a donation to my favorite YouTubers. The richest wrestling review is in town. That's a mess. That's Yes, put that one, pull that one back in a little bit. P.S. Wonderful Life is a classic. Yes, correct movie choice. I heard there was some discourse about that on the uh, in the old Raw podcast about Wonderful Life. Well, it's just Sean Ross Sapp and Denise said it was a boring film. Um, Hmm. But I don't think it's a boring film. I think people who say it's a boring film are themselves boring. I haven't Uh, seen it. But thank you, Greg. Greg, with that very generous donation, we might just be the richest YouTubers. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, Respect My Beard said, no words for the show. Just wanted to thank you for your great work this year and for the opportunity to implement Quizzlemania in Germany. That was very kind of you. Wish you happy holidays. Stay healthy and carry on like this. Many greetings, Volker. Thank you very much. Thank you, Volker. Uh, Dan God of Thunder said, Merry Christmas or whatever winter holiday y'all celebrate. Pete is not a miniature. (laughs) This is from the No Rolls Bar Discord, where there, there's a chat where people can show off their minis that they've painted. Uh, and I just waited. I, I was bored, and I just looked at the Discord and saw that chat, and I was like, if I post pictures of myself, I'm very small. Do I count as a mini? It's <laughs> a joke that I made in that. I'm very, very funny, you see. Uh, Keith Lloyd said, uh, a big Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you guys, all the way from Indiana. Wednesdays will always be the filet mignon of wrestling nights. My New Year resolution <laughs> is to finally become a Patreon of WrestleTalk. Keep up the great work. Jam that jam, L-A-W, for life. Thank you very much. And yes, you get awesome things on Patreon. You would have so much content. Oh my God. The entire backlog of WrestleTalk Extra and WrestleTalk After Dark? That's a lot of shows. Oh my God. And also, like, patron shout-outs and stuff if you pledge at the higher tiers. It's good. And Fanquizzlemania. Fanquizzlemania at the $10 tier. After Dark, Extra, Polls. So much stuff. Wrestle League. So much stuff. Oh, goodness me. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Tyler Woodward said, Hi, guys. First Omega chat for me in a long time. Hope you guys have a great Christmas. Thank you for everything this year. Jam that jam. LIW for life. LIW is fine. Obviously, it's fine. Why would you even bring it up? We're fine. And last minute Omega Chats here. Bubba232, our lovely moderator that is leaving after today's stream. No, thank you, Russell Talk. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you, Paul. You're great. We're going to miss you very much. And William Rosmus says, Rocky 3 is great. It's just not as good as 1 and 2 and uh, 1 and 2 and 4. Also, I came 33rd on my first fan, Quizzlemania. That's honestly close to the bottom, but good try. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us here and for all your very generous chats there. That's very nice of you all. Uh, this is my last show until mm-hmm. uh, next year. Well, me and Pete will be back doing Raw just for that day. Uh, and then it's me and Luke back again on AEW that Thursday. Uh, Thursday the 7th, I believe. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Sixth. Sixth. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. 
Have a very Merry Christmas, everybody. Enjoy Rampage on Friday. I don't know how I'm going to watch it. I'm at my lady partner's house with her family. And can I sneak out for an hour somewhere? (laughs) You can watch it when you get back, you know. It's possible to watch it not on, like, Saturday. I don't know. We've just had a few more chats come in. Christopher Jazzcat, one more Omega chat to say, Happy Holidays. Thank you for everything you folks do. Hope everyone in the community has a great year ahead. And just an edel heat, Mr. Kennedy was the nicest Mm. of the bunch. He called me an asshole. I've... It was literally one of the best days of my life. That's great. Yeah. I like, I love Mr. Kennedy, Mr. Anderson. Yeah. Mr. Anderson. Um, <clears throat> Anderson. Yeah. Merry, Merry Christmas, everyone. There's not going to be a Friday show tomorrow, right? Because everyone's off. So there's no Friday show no. tomorrow. That's going to be all but the... There's, there's a lot of pre-recorded best of the yeah. year stuff going out. Like the prediction mm-hmm. show, the Christmas special is out on Saturday. <sighs> Dear God, the audio's not great. It's not a good video. It's really not. I've watched it. Mm-mm. It's audio's real bad. We sing a lot. Uh, but it's fun though, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry, everybody. It's a bit where I'm just... People like it. You can, you can hear my clip on mic as I walk away. I'm just showing Tom where the toilets are. You can just hear that in the background. It's great. <laughs> Like, you know, it's it's a video is what it is. Okay, so what is your what is your process on the day? You wake up. So going through the whole Christmas day. It's just you, no brothers. They're in another country. Currently, yes, no brothers. They fled the Quinells these days. They did. Yeah, we're very spread out. Some are in Canada, some are in Scotland. Um, Got to see them uh, last week in Scotland, which was lovely. Um, Drove up there and got to see them. Got to see my my, my niece and nephews. You drove to Scotland? Yeah. Pete, you've gone driving mad. (laughs) He hasn't driven for, what, like 10 years? And then you mm-hmm. got insured on a car. You went round mm-hmm. an Asda car park once. You're like, all right, let's drive to Scotland. <laughs> That's it doesn't work true. that way. <laughs> I did not just drive. Is it an, an automatic or a manual? No, it's a manual. You're a freaking madman. <laughs> <laughs> I drove a few times. You know, I went between my place and my lady partner's place a few times, which goes like through Blackwall Tunnel and have to go through various roads and stuff like that. I was getting used to that, and then we're like, well, it's a motorway. So what was how hard can it be? It's fine. Um we split the driving. It wasn't like I did all of it. I just did the vast majority. Um but anyway, we drove to Scotland, got to see my family. That was lovely. Uh my process on Christmas Day is wake up, stockings, first thing, boom, early rising, get stockings done. And stockings are in the room, are they? Stockings are at like outside your door to your bedroom. Because in the night, Father Christmas will have left them there for you. Was the what we were told anyway? Do you um, put mince pies, carrots, mulled mm-hmm. wine, well, well, cherry? We, we used to, yeah. Um, which was ca- do you put I think we did powder by the the door or the chimney to no. catch his footprints. No, didn't do that. That's really creative, actually. That's very cool. I was trying to figure out a way that. to catch him. I think if I grew up these days, I'd have blinks. And webcams all set up. <laughs> yeah. Legit. Have a recording going the whole night and then yeah. scan through it in the night. Where the hell is he? Um, 
but we used to leave out carrots and milk, I think, was our one. Carrots from the reindeer, mm. milk for Santa, and a cookie, maybe. I don't know. My um, dad liked the sherry, I think. Mm, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But we yeah. just, I think it was more kid-friendly to just be like, milk, <laughs> that'll do. Um, and then as kids, when it was me and my brothers, we all used to go into my, my parents' bed, and then we all used to open all our stockings because we all used to fit on my parents' bed. And we always open up the stockings together. And then when we all grew up, we didn't used to fit on the bed. So we got on the bed anyway. And it was a tight <laughs> squeeze. And then we all just kept opening stockings as we got older. It was great. Um, so I guess I'll be doing that again this year. I'll just be sitting on the foot of my parents' bed opening stockings on uh, Christmas Day morning. And then because my parents get one for each other as well. It wasn't just for the kids. Uh, and then we'll have some breakfast. Bucks Fizz, you know. Whatever breakfast we have, it'll be very, very light because it's, you know, saving ourselves for the big roast dinner later. Daytime drinking's okay. Oh, yeah. The, of course it yeah, is. Christmas Eve, like probably a few days beforehand, all the way mm -hmm. through to the end of the festivities. What? Sorry, what? Peter's just, just <laughs> materialized <laughs> a glass of red wine that seems to be pretty low down anyway. I mean, it's it's a really nice bottle of wine that I got from a lovely hamper. Um, if you didn't catch the NXT review yesterday, by the way, it devolved into reviewing the hamper that I got rather than NXT because I didn't want to talk about NXT. What hamper? It's a lovely hamper I got from work, actually. <laughs> uh, oh, those guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I, yeah, I just started reviewing that instead. Uh, and that wine, you know what? I don't really like red wine at all. I'm, I'm, I, I just drink rosé, really. Mm. And I'm not a huge fan of white or red in particular. So I, I, I was like, ah, oh, screw it, I'll do a taste test. Because I did a taste test of everything else on the review yesterday. Took a swig straight from the bottle, and I was like, oh, that's actually quite nice. So, well done, Pete. I think you've just grown smart. up. I think I'm now a man. I think that's how that works, right? <laughs> no, you're not a man. You're just a cultured person. Mm. My taste buds have developed. That's what yeah. it is. Mm. It's allowed. It's Christmas, right? I can drink on the stream. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm just now worried about if you like half cut or anything you start <laughs> not even a, the podcast. That, was, that, that was genuinely like that that glass was not very full i was gonna do it for a bit but then we started talking mm. about alcohol and i was like well the timing seems right for this for this bit i was gonna yeah do. it's okay i mean but i'll i'll now be keeping tabs on you just just That's in case fair. it's a problem <laughs> just in case you see me refilling three four times yeah yeah, yeah you know <laughs> if i hear the glugging because you it's not a it's not a wide shot I can see a mm. wider shot in the back end below us. That's true. Yeah. But if I if I'm talking and I'm talking for quite a long time about mm -hmm. how much I love Sting and CM Punk and Darby, the face paint gang together, and I yeah. hear a glug 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 glug, and all of a sudden your wine glass is full again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna kick you. I'm gonna kick you from the stream. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that, that checks out. I like it. Um. Because we only have a few minutes left before we need to get into the show. There was something I did want to talk about, actually. Because I was listening to WrestleTalk Extra, your TakeOver London show that was on Patreon a couple weeks ago. <clears throat> um, and the first, like, the first hour is just chat about mm -hmm. whatever. And a large portion of that chat was talking about the work Chris's party. And a large portion of that was just talking <laughs> about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what do we call you? So not edgy Pete, or just he was he was cocky Pete. He was <laughs> he was sweary Pete for a, for a, all of a sudden. Legitimately, 
you spoke about when we went back to the office and we're playing speedrunners, and apparently you said that I was, you know, effing and blinding and swearing at people and just You're telling cussing. them to f off and and you know whatever. I genuinely have no recollection of that. Happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so I apologize. <laughs> I remember that we played speedrunners. I remember a cu- we played a couple of games, I think, and then everyone got a bit tired, so then we all got Ubers home. But I have no recollection of me swearing at people. That's quite bad. I don't think... I, I wouldn't take it to heart, because I think, like, you won, and then everybody started talking separately, and mm. you just started shouting at everybody. But no one was really paying attention. I, I was like, <laughs> saying? What's Pete I feel saying? like that's worse, like, Ollie. F you! F you on the f- man! Yeah! Pete, Pete, I'm not working tomorrow. F you, F you, F you. That was that was the main thing is that I wasn't working the next day. Um, and you and and you said that I harbored a real chip on my shoulder from the one year in 2019 where I had to work, and I I realized that yes I did, and also <laughs> that was because it was the really messy year because we all got really drunk, so it was real hard the next day for me because yeah. I was like, God, this is terrible. So I was half expecting everyone to get as drunk as the 2019 one. And then I I joined the meeting the next day and be like, ha ha, suck <laughs> it. Everyone's working. You had to be as bad as I was in 2019. And everyone was like, now we're fine. Like, oh, I think it's because in any other year it might have been, but mm. they closed up everything before midnight. You know, there true, wasn't yeah. any like post bit or there wasn't anywhere else to go. Yeah. Probably for the best. Mm, probably smart. Hey, but um, anyway, I think that's going to do it. For this yeah. episode. Merry Christmas, everyone. That's um, me done for the year for podcasts, audio wise. Mm, I'll see you yeah. guys in 2022. Yeah, but you're back with be... Andy next week. I'm back with Andy, reuniting the dream team. Me and Andy on Tuesday for Raw and on Wednesday for NXT. How dare you make me watch NXT and Raw back to back next week? Uh, but then I get AW with year. Laurie. Yeah. yeah. I get AEW with Laurie next week too, so that's okay. Um, thank you for listening, everyone. Really do appreciate it. Uh, hope you all have a good Christmas and we'll see you next week for more content because uh, the content never stops. Uh, jam that jam. Bye. Jam Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.